Project 25 was born out of the obsession that we have of figuring things out. Honestly, being 25 is weird because we either pursue certain goals without questioning if they're what we truly want, or we're not sure what direction to follow, and that leaves us with a lot of uncertainty. I'm Andrea Juarez, I'm 25, and I decided to ask my family members, friends, and people I admire about their experiences being 25, what they did, what were their beliefs, what they've learned, and what's their advice for the new generation of 20-somethings. There is a lot to live and learn, and I believe that by listening to others, we can reflect and learn a little bit more about ourselves and think about what we want for our present and for our future. Hello everyone, thank you very much for tuning in to the first episode of Project 25, the podcast. In today's episode, I interviewed Donna Fallon. I met Donna the first day I stepped into Calgary. She was my host mother for about six months in 2016, and we've become great friends since then. Donna was born in 1943, so she'll be turning 79 this year. She is a mother, grandmother, retired nurse, and an outdoor enthusiast. She enjoys hiking, traveling, music, and cycling. This is her experience being 25 and what she has learned along the way. Donna, what did you do when you were 25? So, what did you study or where did you work or what were your hobbies back then? Yeah, when I was 25, I had a newborn child. I had been married and baby came along pretty quickly. So, and that was living in Portage La Prairie, Manitoba which is an hour and a half drive from Winnipeg. I was doing some nursing. I graduated in nursing and when I was 20, actually, 2021. 20, so always stayed with that, whether I had breaks. And I was doing, uh, my parents set a good example for not heavy duty fitness, but for getting out. And around that time, I was, doing a little bit of bowling and I was walking, I think, maybe an exercise class around that time too. Maybe a little later, I did some sewing lessons, but busy with children, <laughs> busy with babies. <laughs> and Donna, so what did you think when you were 25? Like, what was your vision of the world? Like, do you have like a like a strong mindset over something or like a mantra or like were you religious or what was just your biggest belief? I think it was just in being, generally speaking, a, a good person and having a comfortable life. My husband then had to quit his job in the Air Force and decided to go to university. So money was tight. As I said, I worked part-time. I never had to work full-time. I'd grown up in the church, the United Church, which I was always very thankful for. It had no strict rules or anything. You had the privilege of, when I was thinking about this, the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. is just, I think, a good practice for anything. And it comes through in most, I think, all religions. In today's circumstances, you might say, your shelter, your, your food, um, and what else is it? But anyway, 
enough to eat and a decent place to be. Yeah. And and freedom, <laughs> liberty. Yeah. Yeah, not restrained. Now in myself, I suppose I became more independent. I don't think I was ever dependent. My mother wasn't dependent. It came from good stock that way. But when my marriage broke up, then I learned a little bit more, you know, took on a bit more responsibility. And uh, that worked out well because, partly because I was working full time, I think, at the time. So I had the resources to be able to do it. It was, it was hard for a while. And that's when the kids were, Dale was at university and Wendy, yeah, they were both over 20. So finding a way on your own, but as my son reassured me, well, you have your job, mom, kind of thing. He, I think he had seen friends, uh, parents split up and mom had never really worked and it was a, you don't realize how much your children worry about you, <laughs> think about you. So that, that helped. How I see the world, well, <clears throat> I think many things are the same. Uh, I think about what my mother lived through. She passed away a couple of years ago, but all that she saw in her 98 years about fashion. I remember I was about 30 or 35, and I said, oh, mom, the, the fashions this year, they look so good. And she said, oh yes, we had that about 25 years ago. <laughs> so. Things do get recycled. Um, the world wars, I would think that we were past that, but we're not. Yes, there have been wars going on in other continents than Europe, but when it is right now in the Ukraine, which is Europe, like World War II, I, I didn't think it could happen again. Other things, finances, I'm fortunate to, to have, not to worry about it would be nice to have more money, but you see where you are, um, where other people are. And uh, a lot of gratitude for my life. Yeah, And a lot of it is health, plus not having to now with pensions. And interestingly, health care has come in since I graduated in nursing. But when, when it did come, I mean, I was kind of interested in politics, uh, take some interest, <laughs> and have been a more of a liberal supporter in my life. But it's still interesting to see what's happening in the the conservative side of things. <laughs> but, but yeah. So now, what do you do, and what are your beliefs right now? Even though you told me that be a good person is something that you've always mm -hmm. done, but. And you mentioned a little bit about your hobbies, but... Things I take an interest in are the political side of things, probably more about health care, and the truth and reconciliation, the Aboriginal issues. I support that a bit through a place in Morley, a church out there, a historic church. Thinking about what I've been doing the last... A week or so and then another one is the grandmothers in here that support the grandmothers in Africa who are looking after their grandchildren because their children have died of AIDS 
But that has kind of shifted now because AIDS is, is more controlled. That is supplying the drugs kind of thing uh, to battle that. I do need to get outside. I enjoy my outside activities too. Hiking. In the winter, we did some skating outside and cross-country skiing. I got out a couple of times this year. I used to downhill, but I became that I wasn't enjoying it enough. So it's safer not to do that <laughs> if you're not confident. And I have a good friend in my life now, which has made a, a big, big difference. And that's over 10 years, surprisingly. Um, yeah, you go for a long time without a, somebody, but uh, it's been valuable. And especially during COVID, having a uh, a friend that you could share with. I had so many friends that uh, were on their own. And uh, and my daughter's in town uh, with her husband and their kids are adults now. And my son and family are in Toronto. Change in values? I, I don't really think so. History is... Climate change is a big thing right now. And... My friends where I grew up in Prince Edward Island are much more aware of that than Albertans generally seem to be. I mentioned that my next car in a couple of years will be an e-car and they all look at me as if I'm nuts. Where are you <laughs> going to plug in? <laughs> but I try to uh, be environmentally sensitive and looking forward to, oh, I didn't mention cycling, did I? Looking forward to warmer, this the warmer climate or season. That's how I save a bit on gas is, is cycling more. <laughs> yeah, downtown and such. And Donna, what has been one of your biggest challenges and how did you overcome it? I suppose it was the divorce and being on my own. You know, I had support from my parents and my if I needed it, which is as good as having it, as long as you have personal support, whether it doesn't have to be financial, but if you needed it to be financial, it would be. And friends and being a nurse working in a hospital, there are many women on their, on their own. I mean, there were married women working, but it, I, I don't know what, I never really took a percentage, but I bet half didn't have husbands. Uh, it's a reason to be working. And that's supportive too. You have that around you. Yeah, so it was, uh, am I going to be able to make it? The first time I changed an electric or switch outlet, I, yes, I can do this <laughs> kind of thing. And my parents, I always thought, provided a, a great example of, of how to do things. Theirs was a partnership. And I kind of thought that's what my marriage would turn into, that it would get as things progressed, that it, it, you didn't have the frustrations. It seemed to me that's what my parents went through. They had many frustrations, but then sort of freedom 55. But when your children are settled and then things would get easier, but it didn't happen in, in my case. But my kids are great. That's awesome. And Donna, what has motivated you or what motivates you? 
Well, again, I go back to my parents. My mother lived to 98, and until the last two years, she was in great shape. And seeing how she had to keep going, uh, she was 87 when dad died, but you have to keep a life going. And that, yeah, she was a good example. She was young um, for her age, of course. And so it's a responsibility to, to live your life. And even my father, when he was dying, I could tell he didn't want to die really because he felt a responsibility. And it wasn't his decision to when he left the world. So he, it was in God's hands. You don't know how God-fearing you are until, you know, it's, I just find it quite interesting. So, yeah, so volunteering, as I say, with health, you can do lots of things. I'm looking at another 25 years, really, uh, with my parents living to such good ages that it's a little scary. <laughs> um, how am I going to do this? What am I going to do? But friends and family. So yes, my interesting, I should have mentioned this before, but my friend Drew, he is a musician. So although I've always liked live music and enjoyed it, I have much more of it now in my life. Yeah. And Donna, what are your goals or plans for the future? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh, yes, thinking about uh, one of the things I listened to, um, things you didn't get done that I probably should have done. <laughs> and this time of year with winter finishing and spring starting new hobbies, um, I, I probably didn't learn as many things as I could have or continued education. I guess I have to admit that continuing on as I'm doing now is my main plan. Little new things. I do some little new things, but I've never done anything major. <laughs> I haven't been one of those pe persons with goals. You know, they say you need a goal to do anything. I, I sort of have more taken what comes along, but interested in people. And Donna, what would you say to those who are 25 or in their 20-somethings who may be a little bit scared or they feel stuck or maybe uh, not, not yet where they want to be? Or even to those who think they have everything figured out already? Well, to be flexible. I think I said to a friend on the phone yesterday who's actually dying in a hospice, I have to remind myself sometimes that as much as I worry about things, things work out. <laughs> uh, and she said, oh, thank you so much for saying that because she's worried about how she's going to die, her last breaths, but but it'll work out. It'll Things do as much as I fuss and fiddle. So to be flexible, I think is important. I wrote about my grandson and the effects of COVID on him as a new university graduate working in an entry-level job. And there was an article in the, in the Globe about that, written by, on that same vein. Uh, how much it's, 
when you want to get ahead in life when you're 23 or 25 and then you get stalled and you miss so much socialization and everything, which is you too, how an effect it had on that, okay, that particular age group. It affected every age group, but someone, uh, one of the ministers at the church phoned me afterwards and he said, that's so important to recognize you know, we're all sort of retired age people, mostly in the church. So it's interesting to hear a perspective on a 20-something. Thank you for doing that. So advising, I think flexibility is important. My father went through different jobs, different positions, different businesses. And like 25 years ago, when unions were looking at job security, I thought, my father didn't have job security. <laughs> and then it's come back to that again. You can expect to have different employers. And I think that's good. But again, everybody's different. And if you want to get a job with a long-term company, the railroad or the city, or used to be car manufacturing, that's fine but it's also fine to change jobs. Well, I think people should be open-minded as well as flexible. And education, I think, provides that, um, a broader critical way of looking at things. Well, especially a university degree, I think, because I didn't get one, and sometimes I'm sorry about that. It just didn't, didn't I didn't do it. <laughs> and value your, what you do have. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked the episode or you think it will be helpful for someone, feel free to share. You can also find the written stories at medium.com slash project 25. If you know someone who would like to share their experience being 25, you can send me a message at the email that's on the episode description or through our social media channels, which are also listed on the episode description. Thank you for your time. I hope you have a wonderful day. I'll see you later. Bye-bye.